This episode of the Model 3 Owners Club podcast is brought to you by Doolaban Insurance. If you live in Ontario, Canada, and are looking for the best price and coverage on your Tesla, give Doolaban a call at 1-855-385-4226 or visit our website at doolabaninsurance.com slash Tesla. I'm kidding. I don't. I don't smoke. I snort. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the after show. The after show. Well, hey, everyone. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, now I got a dog. Oh working. no! Now you got the dog going. Oh. The kids are to the bed, Mike. We're good. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Model Three Owners Club podcast. I'm your host, Trevor. Sorry, we're just having a little bit of a pre-show laugh with all the boys hey guys welcome to the show how is everybody doing tonight good evening eric is here we got ian and we have michael bodner we got lots of stuff to talk about uh let's just jump into it you know ian you were just on vacation and you just got back from san francisco so tell us all about your awesome vacation in tesla land well yes um quite correct if anyone was following along on tour of um sorry on twitter uh, or Facebook, you uh, would have seen some of the story thus far. So um, let me try and just encapsulate the whole thing in a few minutes. I um, am fortunate enough to have a friend who lives down there, uh, Fred Sampson, who was uh, the fellow that took uh, Trevor for a little aerial tour of the factory. That was year. fun. I hadn't been flying in a while, and he let me take controls. That was that was kind of fun. It likes to, nice to be able to see you know San Francisco from the air. So yeah, it was. We we actually never did get into the plane this time, but that's oh, no. because, well, dude, I had a Model Three. Oh well. I'm sorry, Model 3, for people who don't yet own Model 3s. Here's Ian with airplane. the Model 3. There you go. Yes, there I am. That's Yeah, that was day one. Uh, I never really left the driveway. I was either in it, driving it, or just staring at it, <laughs> which um, which got old with Brigitte very quickly, I have to tell you. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Poor ladies, then, you know. That's it. But once she was in it and we were cruising around, then it was, everything felt uh, just right with the universe. So we were, we were both very pleased. Here you at the mothership there. Yeah, that's it. So we'll we'll get to that part of the story in a minute. So okay. just for those of you who are curious, how did I get a Model 3 uh, for traveling? Well, there's a site called Turo, T-U-R-O dot com, which is basically like Airbnb for cars. Mm-hmm. So you can write, uh, you can basically go and rent people's private cars. And there's a huge variety of them. And almost every major city in the U.S. and Canada, you can find a selection of cars to rent. And anywhere in California, you can get tons of Model 3s. And the deal on it these days is really good. We found one for 78 bucks a day, plus insurance works at about $90 a day. And that included unlimited supercharging. They paid for it, as well as the Fast Track Pass, which around San Francisco Bay Area is handy. So oh, I needed the cool. tools and stuff. Yeah, that was, all, that was all included. And get this, no mileage limit. Usually, people don't want you to go too crazy with the mileage. This car was unlimited mileage. I mean, I was in it 24-7 going everywhere. <laughs> I mean, we piled the miles on. We did close to 1,200 miles with it in eight days. Cool. So, uh, yeah, it, it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, on a number of levels. First of all, Model 3. Um, <laughs> second of all, it was fun to really get to know the car uh, prior to getting mine because, you know, obviously there's that anxiety when you're a new owner and you're trying to figure everything out, especially in a car where the controls are a little different. So this really gave me a long time to get used to it. So two things I just want to convey for all of you people who don't yet have the car or only had a few minutes in it, like I've had so far is it's very easy to get used to. Don't freak out about the touchscreen. I'm an old school steam gauge guy. And within I'd say 20 minutes, I was operating the screen no problem now I'd, I'd spent a few hours on the flight reading the manual over again just to be sure i knew where <laughs> everything was um but it's very intuitive with these latest editions where a lot of controls now are on the scroll wheels it's it's super easy to operate you're you know my biggest fear was you'd be driving along and staring at the screen trying to find something that doesn't happen the layout is really really well done so yeah again, it's come a long way since the software i mean when i first saw the car uh well i guess it was september of last year basically a year ago software was far from finished and uh, you know, very rudimentary in a lot of ways. I'm like, they're gonna they're gonna fix this. I mean, it's one of the reasons they weren't too keen on us releasing the video because we knew the software wasn't finished. But I'm glad to see that the you know they're constantly adding things. So yeah, keep well, going. Just, Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. interrupt. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Valid point. I mean, it, it has evolved a lot. Just I figured you know for for all of you out there who don't have the car, these are just little things that I observed. The second thing is, 
I want to use an expletive so badly, but I know Trevor wants to keep the family rating of the show. So I can bleep it out in post. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with friggin'. This car is just friggin' amazing. And let me qualify that by telling you that I've been into cars since I could pedal them. And uh, they've been my life. I've owned all kinds of them. Um, with your feet, right? Like the Flintstones? Yeah. Both kinds, yes. <laughs> I've had some old Volkswagens that you could do the other way. Um, in any case, th this car has such outstanding dynamics. Um, I think the closest thing I could compare it to was my first generation Miata. I had one of the first ones in Montreal in 1989. And mm. I mean, anyone who's ever driven a first gen Miata, you know, this car is basically like wearing a set of wheels. It's really an extraordinary experience on how you sort of instantly bond with the chassis. Like you really feel one with the car. Um, this, this is the first time in 28 years where I've sensed that exact same feeling with a bigger car, obviously that's uh, got a lot more volume and heft to it, but you still feel like your spine is welded to the chassis. It's mm -hmm. so communicative. It doesn't matter what you do with it. It goes where you point it. I mean, it's an incredible it driving. It really does experience. feel like a go-kart, doesn't it? I had an opportunity to Very drive. Much so. Yeah, I had an opportunity to drive my buddies um, this week. Here's another shot of the car that you had. Um, and that's that was my takeaway from it. You know, having spent so much time in the Model X again and then just jumping in the Model 3, I'm like, this thing is hella fun. <laughs> Oh, my God. I mean, you know, like I I tweeted that out. One morning I got up at like 6 a.m. The entire house was asleep. There was no one on the roads. And I just went flying um, down uh, I-280, which is one of the roads that sort of links north and south uh, parts of uh, San Francisco. And the nice thing around there is even though they're interstates and they're highways, they're really curvy. They're twisty. I mean, mm -hmm. at run at speed, man. They're, they're fun. And you just the steering is so dialed in the chassis balance. And this is this is a very early VIN car. The the VIN on this car was 937, not 9000. 900. Oh, wow. So it's up 1,000. It's super early car. And I mean, this has got the stiff suspension, obviously, still on it. And mm -hmm. I still found the ride headliner. extraordinary. Yeah, Alcatena <laughs> headliner. Baby. Uh -huh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> old school. So, yes, it, it had some of the hallmarks of the early cars. You know, it had the wonky A-pillar and, uh, you know, the, the trim on the doors and so on was, was a little off. But, I mean, you know, I'd look at a lot of the parts of the car and I'd go, people really complaining, like, about this? I didn't get it. Well, I mean, obviously, they haven't seen other cars that are out there. Or they haven't just spent any time driving the car. Drive the car. It's incredible. Never mind that there's, like, two millimeters of gap at the A-pillar. Are you serious? Drive it. I mean, that's all oh, you yeah. need to know. It's 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 an open and shut case. Anyway, I won't go on any more than that. I, I mean, especially for the two gentlemen in the audience who have the car, they're going, tell us something we don't know. Well, what, what about I your, just, you know, because you sent me a bunch of pictures here, and I was just yeah. curious, of, you know, because you did some supercharging and stuff. Yeah. How, how, was, how so, did that work out for you? So let's get there. Yeah. Um, the first long trip was on the Wednesday. We went, took a run out to the Gigafactory, and, and God bless my ever-patient girlfriend. She says, we're going to drive for nine hours round trip so you can get a picture of a building. Here it is. Yeah. There's Ian at the Gigafactory. That's exactly what we did. And I have to admit, it was like the time I took her to Area 51. It was the same idea. It's like, what are we going to see? We're going to see a sign <laughs> in the desert? cross the line. The line. <laughs> yes. So that applies in both cases. But it was equally cool. This was cooler because at least there was something substantial that you could actually see. You weren't just looking at a sign in the desert saying, cross the line and we'll, we'll shoot at you. Uh, actually, I don't mean to interrupt, but I think it's important to note for people that might be interested in looking at this place is... Mm -hmm. You can't you can't get to the Gigafactory because it's all it's a gated, you know, uh, front gate and so on and so forth. So you had to hike, right? You had to park somewhere and then go yeah. up on the hill behind. Yeah, and thanks, Trevor. I want to reiterate that um, there there are some other access roads. I'm, I'm not going to go into detail on it because, and I hate doing this, but I don't really want to encourage anybody to no, do no. this. Certainly not on mass. Uh, it's private property. We use what was an open road. We didn't do anything sneaky. We just drove up to the limit of that road's access. And then I hiked up a hill um, to take a picture. But I, I took it from very far away. I mean, you know, with the lens on the camera and everything, it appears close. But believe me, you're you're still a good way off. Mm -hmm. And what's deceiving is the absolute physical size of that building. I mean, this thing is not measured in feet. It's measured like in half. Yeah, yeah. You know, know what it's miles. like in, in person, you know, pictures don't yeah. never do anything justice. That's for sure. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, obviously it's a free country. You're all welcome to, to go out there and, and try and find the access road and take a picture of the building. But please... For, for my sake and everybody else's, don't <laughs> interfere with the mission. Don't go per traipsing around any closer than you have to. You know, let them focus. Don't don't 
hire the security people, whatever. But it was it was cool being out there. I will say that. And I mean, uh, for anyone, if, if you get the chance in the new area, I'm hoping soon there's going to be widespread tours, you know, open to owners like they've done with Fremont. Uh, I know some people have got in on a limited basis. But uh, I look forward to being able to tour there and seeing the insides of it. So there's a couple of pictures you also sent me that I want to take a couple minutes here and just talk about. So what can you tell us about this? That, my friends, is a tent. One of the world's largest tents, as it turns out. And they're making Model 3s in it! Yeah, ignore the tent. What's important is what's going on inside, according to J.B. Strobel, right? Yeah, exactly. So that is uh, GA4, General Assembly Line 4. That's where um, a good chunk of the performance and dual motor cars are being made. And uh, we were told, and we were told this again on the tour, that apparently the quality of the cars coming out of this assembly are just as good, if not slightly better, than the stuff that's going on inside the building. Here's a beautiful red performance Model 3. Indeed. Isn't it resplendent? Oh, yes. Where where is this in the parking lot at Fremont? Yeah, that's right outside the store. Um, one of the mm. cool things now is you can you can book uh, a test drive actually at the Fremont factory store, which is kind of nice. There's a few of them out there in the parking lot. Um, and uh, one of the things I wanted to suggest is if you're going to go for the tour there, which I highly recommend you do, and anyone who's either an owner, a reservation holder, or uh, got an order, an actual physical order in the system right now, any of those three cases, you are eligible to book a tour. You don't have to have your car now. You don't have to be a registered owner. Oh, really? Owner. That's a different change. That's a change yeah, in policy, I guess. Wow. Yeah, because at the time I booked the tour, I didn't even have my order confirmed. I just had a reservation number. And they were like, no problem. When would you like to come? You know, about four, four cool. or five weeks out. And uh, yeah, so if uh, you want to, you can do that. You're allowed up to four people in your party, including yourself. So you and three or your friends, really? whatever, can go. Yeah. And it's super well done. I mean, they, they really get into it. And the whole oh, time yeah. we were going around, like, the energy in the factory right now is incredible. I had a frame of reference because I was very fortunate that someone from Tesla invited me two years ago after the tent thing. And I, I got to go down. And, you know, seeing the S and the X lines at the time was really cool. But it, it was a totally different vibe. I mean, the intensity of work going on there now is like literally by a factor of five like the forklift traffic and the robots over your heads and the lines i mean it's insane what's going on and 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 people are just going at it and yet you still sense a positive vibe you know i i I really expected to see people walking around like with this kind of "Mm, gaunt look in their eyes (laughs) just sleep deprived and stuff it's it's funny you say that because when i was there last year and i did a tour of the factory um oh oh, i'm skipping a, a spot here sorry about that um I, I guess I was touring the factory during a line stoppage or during a shift break or something, and I kept thinking to myself, well, there's a lot of people in here, but I wonder how they're making 2,000 cars a week because nothing's moving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, so. you, you, you see that exactly, Trevor. It's, it's a good point. At some points, the lines stop because they have to shift positions or move a few cars from one line yeah. to the other. We, we saw moments like that. Uh, but then the coolest thing of all, and this was totally unexpected, is it turns out we were apparently one of the very first groups that got to see... I think it was GA3, the Model 3 assembly oh, line inside. We did. Oh, we cool. saw Model 3s being built, like en masse. Not like a, there's a Model 3. No, 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 no. We saw long sections of the Model 3 assembly nice. line. We saw right up close to it. We saw it from all the different angles and sides. <laughs> Our guide talked about extensively and how things had shifted around and how some of the improvements they've already made to the line. Um, that was incredible. I, I totally did not expect that. Um, and the difference between them, well, anyone who's watched the videos can tell you, I mean, it's a much more hands-on process with a slower pace with the S and the X. The three is a much denser line. I mean, oh, yes, it's of course. closed on all sides. It's got rails top and bottom. Oh, well, well, hold on, but don't, don't get too specific here because you did have to sign an NDA, so you can't be too nope. specific. Okay. True. <laughs> true. But I'm well, not I will you. ask you this. Was, was Adam your tour guide? Uh, no, we had, um, Matt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Young fellow. Great fun. I yeah. mean, oh yeah, cool they're good. Fun. Yeah, they're they're super psyched. These guys and they they absolutely love the job. But uh, yeah, so we actually saw Model Threes like Amas going down the line. Uh, that was that was definitely the highlight of of that tour. I'll tell you, that was something else. Well, before we move on to the other thing, there's one last picture I want you to talk about because you sent me this, and I, you know, of course, you're a wheel guy, mm-hmm. so you happen to see this Model S sitting yes. in the parking lot. And where where was the parking lot? Where was this? Uh, that's outside of uh, Tesla Burlingame. Oh, in Burlingame. Yes, um, I remember now. Exactly. Yes, uh, the the kind people that hooked me up with the uh, NEMA 1030 adapter, so I could charge All off. All right. So here's the button. deal. You know, you can't see yeah. much from this picture, but he did send me this. 
Yeah. So t- talk to us about this. What's this all about? So this is a Model S um, P90D that's had a full Porsche carbon ceramic brake conversion. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty over the top, people. I got to tell you, there's some money spent on this car. Oh, yeah. And because the carbon ceramic brakes were not enough, and I can't imagine the machining work and everything that went into this conversion. I got to somebody somewhere has got, a, I'm sure, um, a thread going on this on one of the forums. But uh, it also has carbon barrel forge line wheels. Because, of course, if you have carbon brakes, you have to have carbon wheels, right? Yeah. Yeah. If if, if you back out, the centers uh, on these wheels are forged aluminum centers with carbon barrels. They're modular. They're multi-piece wheels. So if you you scroll a little back out, I don't know if you can back it out. You'd see the carbon barrel. Yeah. Uh, Without seeing my mug. There you go. So there you go. So you can see around the perimeter the the barrel section. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's carbon fiber. Yeah. There you go. Zoom in on yeah. that stuff. Wow. Because that. because two point six seconds to sixty is not quick enough. We've, we've <laughs> you know, is it another tenth of a second off that? You know, this is the kind of dumbass thing I would do. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's uh, what a great report. Thanks for sending that to us. I mean, <laughs> there's some really neat stuff out there. And of course, you know, we're just getting started with the Model Three, so it'll be really interesting to see how much uh, people start customizing these cars. Well, oh yeah. Anyways, it sounded like a really good thing. And of course, he, it, there's a lot more pictures he took and stuff. I saw you had an opportunity to go see the Muir Woods, which yes. is one of the highlights I remember from San Francisco last year. And I gotta thank my buddy uh, Ryan McCaffrey who suggested that to me because when I asked him, I said. I think I've seen all of San Francisco. He says, oh, no, my friend, please go over to Marin County. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so our next trip, of course, is, I mean, the redwoods are great and all, and, and really nice big trees. But uh, on our next trip, I'm going to try and get down to Sequoia National Park. That's what I want to see, the big ones. Yeah, no, same thing for us. That's that's going to be another one to hit up for sure. Yeah. Well, I, again, thanks for that report. It's really great. Uh, yeah, it makes me want to go back to San Francisco. Oh, you're making me sad. Oh, oh. All right. Well, uh, you know what? Since you're on the spot, why don't you tell us about the little breaking news that you just discovered? Or no, it was no, it was leaked. I forget. Whatever doesn't matter. Performance Model Three in Quebec now qualifies for the full eight thousand dollar Quebec rebate because of the way that they um, structured the pricing. Is that right? Yeah. This kind of it totally blew my mind. I mean, uh, people who have been with us listening to the podcast from the beginning, I'm sure would have heard me go on and on and on in the early episodes. About yeah, I remember this. that. Yeah, because we, we talked about it. It really didn't seem difficult. It's like rather than, you know, sell it as uh, rear rear-wheel drive dual motor model than performance model as, as it appears on the American website, just create a base model entry and add these things as options. And it would mean any of the cars would qualify. The problem with... Um, Quebec and British Columbia is there's a $75,000 cap. In BC, if you go over 75, I don't think you get anything. And in Quebec, it drops the rebate from $8,000 to $3,000. And it was one of the real big barriers that I had to swallow when I decided to go to the performance car. Um, But, you know, when they dropped the price, I thought, no, I'm still in. I, I I can handle that. I'm okay with it. So I didn't really expect anything. And uh, when I ordered the car, my contract reflected that. And also, the Canadian design studio was the same thing. It would show you if you ordered a performance Model 3, you were going to get a $3,000 rebate in Quebec. So just in the last, just as I predicted, of course, all of my contracts and everything, delivery dates, all that stuff came through while I was in San Francisco. Mm. I had Wi-Fi half the time, freaking out, not knowing what's going on. (laughs) Uh, First world problems. Oh, man, I know. Seriously. So I get home, and now everything's in line. Um, I had uh, the performance upgrade option added to the car, track mode, have to have track mode. Everything's finally straightened out. I got the paperwork. My final contract arrives in my inbox this morning, and I looked at it, and it now states that I was buying a base Model 3 for 45600 and it had this whole slew of options, including performance and performance upgrades, which were separate line items. And I thought, hold on a second, this is different. Does this mean it qualifies? I mean, I race over to the Quebec um, site for the rebates, and it just says Model 3. That's it. Like so all it's not models. specific like Ontario was, where it had no. to be rear-wheel drive only, right? Exactly. And I mean, they're delivering cars here now. So to me, it's like it's something would have to be stated if that wasn't the case. And then as to double back that up, I went back to the design studio, and I built a new Model 3 performance. And lo and behold, it tells you straight up in the after-rebate savings that you will get the full $8,000 credit oh, from the Quebec government. Sweet. And this is because they did exactly what I asked them to do. And please... I in no way imagine or dream that I had anything to do with this. Oh, come on. I'll um, give you credit for it. 
Oh, thanks, Trev. Okay. <laughs> they lived the dream for a moment that someone at Tesla was listening. But yeah, I was completely freaked out because they did it. I mean, they didn't have to do that, but that was an incredible move. Whoever did that at Tesla, who all the people were involved, thank you. You just saved me and anybody else ordering this car in Vancouver and BC five grand. That is huge. And that, it's that so is, that's really good. And I know my friend Jay, Jay Pace is, is also listening. He tweeted at me today. He says, you know, I, I remember we had that, that, that discussion back in, uh, in April, whatever, that uh, I thought that they might do something like this. And I said, oh, I wasn't too sure. So I was proven wrong. And uh, so there you go. And of course, you know, had the political situation been a little bit different here in Ontario, I would suspect they probably would have done the same thing for us. But of course, you know, the cutoffs and the delivery started right around the same time as our election. So it's it, it's encouraging, yeah. you know, and, and, and it, I have to kind of go back and, and just remind everyone that all things being equal, Tesla generally has a reputation of trying to do the right thing for customers. Um above all else. I mean, yeah, there's times when communication fails and little things fall through the cracks and so on and so forth, but when it comes to stuff like this, man, you got to give them you got to give them props. They do the right yeah. thing. This is awesome. It's huge. It was really a huge deal for me and uh, I was I was kind of amazed that there didn't seem to be any formal announcement. I thought, you know, Tesla would have emailed all of us who expressed an, or anybody who had a model. It's a great chance for them to get some people to upgrade, you know, like and anybody out there who's sitting on the fence in Quebec or BC, hey, guess what? You've got five grand that you can now, you know, take um, to the bank on this purchase. So it's it's worth considering uh, free supercharging until the 16th. Yeah, we'll we'll dig into that a little bit. Anyways, enough with the Canadian news because I'm sure yes. a lot of people around the world that want to hear other than just about us, you know, navel gazing a little bit. So let's move on. <laughs> so uh, right, um, so there was an article, and you know, there hasn't been a lot written about it, and so on and so forth. But uh, it looks like Tesla has um, done some changes with the uh, Shanghai uh, Gigafactory situation, where they've. Uh, you know, and, and I'm not a financial person. This comes from uh, Inside EVs, of course. It says Tesla increases registered capital big time for Gigafactory 3 in China. So they're saying that the Tesla Gigafactory in Shanghai announced this summer uh, should uh, should move uh, to the execution phase. As of September 7th, Tesla increased the registered capital of Tesla Shanghai Company Limited from 100 million yu, uh, yuan, which is 16.6 uh, .6 million, to 4.7 billion yuan, which translates to $680 million U.S. So that's enough to start the work at the Gigafactory, which in total is expected to cost at least $2 billion. Uh, they said the uh, facility will produce up to 500,000 cars annually, I, although I think uh, Tesla or Elon said that initially it'd probably be around 200,000 cars to begin. So, um, yeah, I think it just shows, you know, uh, when it comes to China, China gets, um, you know what, done. They don't waste any, a lot of time with uh, red tape and so on and so forth. So this is really encouraging to get this thing going any comments before we move on to uh, some other news i mean i mean this is pretty short but i thought i'd just lay it out there that uh, that this thing is moving here no okay no takers <laughs> well I, I all i can say is i've been to china a number of times to go on factory inspections and i'll tell you when they want to build something or make something happen there it's lightning speed yeah i haven't been my parents were there two years ago on a trip and they did say to me that uh, china is amazing in terms yeah. of infrastructure. I mean, they went yeah. from, well, I'm, I'm not going to call them a third world country, but they went from rural to industrialized, like, in in 25 years. And that's just, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, let's face it. What can you buy today that's not made in China anymore? It's very hard to find stuff that's not made. Teslas? Um, well, very yeah. soon with the Gigafactory 3, there will be Teslas <laughs> made in the China or the Asian market in China. So I know that's yep. a question that people have asked me. It says, well, uh, are they going to make the Model Y over there and then we're going to have a Chinese Tesla over here? I said, no, that's not the way things work. They they have large import tariffs and, and taxes and duties and so on and so forth. So that's why Tesla has to make a factory in the Asian uh, country market, in China specifically, to get around those limitations because it doesn't really make sense. I mean, most of the other manufacturers, if you look at them, um, you know, other than the odd car and so on and so forth, you're not going to ship things all across the world. They, they set up shops wherever it kind of makes sense. Here in Canada, we have all of the major manufacturers, uh, you know, all the big three, North American and uh, Toyota, Honda make cars, and a lot of them go down to the U.S. market. So, you know, if you have a U.S., uh, if you have one of those cars in the U.S., chances are, check your tag, it might be made in Canada. Um, in Tesla's case, um, they're going to have to build a gigafactory slash car factory in Europe eventually too. So anyways, it, a lot of has to do with the logistics and, and interest and so on and so forth. So 
The only Gigafactory comment I have is uh, what I read today, which is, and Tesla tweeted this out on their Twitter feed, that the Gigafactory, the original Gigafactory in Nevada, is has is going to have uh, about 200,000 solar panels on its roof. When oh, all yeah, I saw on, that. Which is astounding. Over 200,000. So think about your neighborhood uh, house that has like eight panels. <laughs> so yeah it's great it's 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 certainly you know it's it's like throwing a a, a pebble into the ocean it's making a ripple but uh 200 is quite a ripple yeah yeah it's been a little bit of a long time coming for tesla to finally get this gigafactory going because they did say that they were going to do solar panels and stuff so it's, it's a start but they got a long ways to go this thing is still only what is it a third built so um, I think yeah, once that. we see Model Y being announced that we're maybe going to see some more dirt being moved out in the desert fairly soon. So it's encouraging. I'd like to see that. Um, any guesses as who's making the solar panels? Self-serve or what do they call that? Self, self-sourced. self There you go. All right. Next little bit. Uh, our good friend, uh, Eric Strait, who runs the uh, Tesla Inventory YouTube channel, um, has you know he's been doing a few videos and stuff he got himself a performance model 3 and he's been doing all these runs well um he's had a little bit of help from the our, our friends at t-sport line who make uh, some wonderful products aftermarket products for tesla including some really lightweight forged wheels and uh he managed to get his performance model 3 0 to 60 down to 3.13 seconds I'll, I'll run um a little bit of the video here so you guys can can watch some of the process here if i can get the darn thing to come up and it's not behaving for me wonderful which, by the way, those of you listening to this in the podcast, you can actually get a link to the video in this video description later on because visual mediums don't work in audio mediums. Yes, and it's not coming up for me. I apologize for that. Um, you know, no um, no disrespect to Eric and stuff. I don't mean to steal his videos and stuff on the show, but uh, we'll put a link in the video description and the podcast description. You can watch the video. It's really interesting. Um, I'd be really curious to see what this thing can do once you do a little bit more work on the car like strip out some of the interior you know takes a little bit of weight out i mean what's that other one the tesla racing channel um where they take a p100d i think it's even a ludicrous and they just they just trounce everybody but it has a stripped interior mind you because they've stripped about 400 pounds out of the car i'm not saying you can pull 400 pounds out of the model 3 but wheels <laughs> wheels make a difference right mm -hmm. i've experienced oh, this personally yes. i've experienced this personally i have the 22 inch forged wheels on my model x and People were saying, oh, you're going to lose range. You're going to lose range. And I'm like, okay, I believe you, but it's not until you actually experience it. Weight matters. That inertia mass that the car has to move makes a difference. Absolutely. Without a question. I like them. They look pretty, but they're murder for efficiency. <laughs> I don't care. So, well, yeah. oh, sorry. Go ahead, Michael. I was just going to say, you can see the difference from when I had the car with the factory 20s, two people in the car and the ground was a little wet. And we were, oh, yeah. I think, like 3.77 and 0.6 seconds seems like it's not a lot. But when you're already into the threes, that, that's a that's a huge difference from what I got with the car. Yeah. Speaking of which, Michael, when is Jana expecting her car? You got a delivery date yet? We are 15 days away. <gasps> lucky Woo! you. Lucky you. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Glad to hear that. Um, you guys want to chime in a little bit before we move on to the next bit or? Well, just, I was going to say, Trev, when you come down, if everything goes according to plan on the 27th next week, uh, baby. Yeah. That's well, two weeks, actually two, oh, weeks out. two weeks. And, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to run some tests, uh, with the factory twenties, uh, cause those are sold on my car. Uh, mm -hmm. a gentleman yeah. up in Barry has uh, pledged to take them. That's one of the reasons I was able to get the P, uh, performance upgrade but uh yeah i'd like to get some times so that we should film that and we'll we'll try it with the stock wheels and tires and then i've got a new setup i'll give the details on that when we do it um but that's going to drop 10 pounds off per corner and it's going to bring it down to around a 180 treadwear tire which is really sticky so i'm i'm hoping i don't know if we're going to hit three flat but i'm gunning for it <laughs> we're gonna we're coming for you eric if you're yeah. watching we're coming for yeah. you <laughs> yeah in a friendly kind of way in a friendly way yeah it's all it's all it's all fun and games right until somebody gets hurt so right. we're not we're not going to get anybody hurt. No. <laughs> okay. now, for all the listeners out there who are maybe not part of the M3OC forum, uh, if you have any questions on wheels uh, during the show, we've I've learned a lot just from listening to Ian. Uh, at the end of the podcast, uh, he'll actually give you his Twitter handle. Go ahead and ask him questions on Twitter. He Absolutely. knows everything there is to know about wheels. Again, he's been driving cars for 
eight or nine decades. The guy knows his stuff. So. <laughs> What's that, Sonny? I'm sorry. Let me turn up the hearing aid. Get off my lawn! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in sadder news, some other changes have been happening, of course. Uh, Tesla just recently discovered, or discovered, discontinued. There's another D word for you. Anyways, discontinued silver and obsidian black colors from the whole palette of cars. That's SXN3. And uh, the official statement that they've put out is that in order to increase our production, delivery, and service efficiently, we will be removing metallic silver and obsidian metal black. Now, just so you know, obsidian metal black is not the flat black that you get for free in all the cars. It's a special metal flake that's in there. If you haven't seen it, you won't really understand. It's pretty, even though I'm not really a, a you know black color person. Uh, as far as cars go. Anyways, um, as paint options are from our online vehicle configurators for Model S, X, and 3, uh, uh, this will be effective on Thursday, uh, September 13th, so as of today, uh, 2018, after which metallic silver and obsidian black metallic will be offered only as a limited edition colors via special request at a cost of $2,000 only until Friday, September 21st. So if you're desperate to get either one of these colors in any one of the variations of the car, you have a very tiny window in order to do this. I would suspect, maybe not now, but sometime in the next year or so, that Tesla will probably refresh some of the other colors. Once they get this production ramp of Model 3 kind of sorted out um, and really ramped up. Um, because, you know what, in my opinion, um, all things being equal, Tesla's really due for another color refresh. They haven't really touched the product line in almost three years. Still lamenting the loss of titanium silver. That's just mm. me. <laughs> now remember, folks, there also are options to get into an inventory vehicle. So it's yes. uh, possible that the Tesla stores in your market may have a vehicle that matches your design. If you are waiting for a car, maybe you're looking to get into a car soon, you're getting off lease, whatever it is, uh, contact your local Tesla store. Ask them what's in their inventory. See if they have a vehicle in either color. And if there's uh, one that you're looking for and happens to have the right specs and it comes to the price, go ahead and get the car and you can get delivered within two weeks. Yeah, we're really in the midst of a huge push for the end of the third quarter. So if you're really desperate for something, I mean, Tesla will move mountains to try to get you in a car right now. I know this for a fact. Uh, they're working really, really hard for this. Um, of course, there was been some other reports where Tesla did a little bit of a... a uh, a delivery change recently, a little experiment uh, where they sent out an email to a bunch of people, first day reservation holders, and said, look, if you're waiting for a custom car, why don't you come down? We made a batch of colors. Pick something. Uh, maybe we have something on inventory that's ready for you to go. So, um, yeah. It, it, I mean, like I said, all everything is pointing to trying to get a smash uh, third quarter. And Elon even uh, tweeted out that it's, it, it's going to be massive. Now, deliveries are great. Production's great. I want to see profitability. That's the thing that's really going to shut a lot of people up, at least for a little yeah. while until they find something yeah. else to complain about. <sighs> but, yeah. Oh, there'll be an endless supply of those. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. You know, well, I think I tweeted out somebody today. I said, you know, if the shorts stop complaining about this, they're just going to start complaining about Tesla making too much money on cars. I mean, they always <laughs> find some kind of excuse to, you know, <sighs> to pee in the pool, as they say. Yep. Right. Fine Lab has aligned protective coatings that were engineered to protect your Tesla's paint, leather, carpet, plastic, and wheels, effectively blocking all those UV rays and environmental factors before they ever get to ruin your brand new baby. Fine Lab offers a complete line of car care products and ceramic coatings for both the do-it-yourselfer and professional detailers. Did we mention we also have the world's first self-healing coating? Check us out at finelab.com, that's spelled F-E-Y-N-L-A-B, to see the science behind the self-healing. Check out our product catalog and click contact us for a free quote from a certified installer in your area. Fine Lab and Tesla. We were meant for each other. So are any of you shocked that Sil I know silver is actually the least popular on Model 3. Color ordered on Model 3, but I think it's a great looking color and it's pretty common on cars in general. I, I was shocked to see silver go. Yeah, me too. And I, and I agree with you on that. However, in a lot of ways, you have to understand colors are very fashionable. Right, they come in and out of fashion. In the '90s, we had teal and green; that was a popular thing. In the '80s, yeah. brown, although brown's starting to make a bit of a comeback on the higher end big cars. Comeback. Right, mm -hmm. big comeback, uh, which is why I think they discontinued titanium silver a little too soon, because the <laughs> premium cars are coming in. But anyways, that's that. That is what it is. In the early 2000s um, or late '90s, early 2000s, silver was the hot color. Everybody had to have that. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember a quote from BMW recently. Maybe as a handful of years ago, they said that that they sell more white cars than any other car um, color um, in recent memory, and they largely attributed it to that to um, to Apple's 
because when they started making iPods and phones and stuff with mm-hmm. white and everybody wanted that, although everybody wants gold now. But at the time, that was that was uh, the game changer. It really changed, you know, people's desires for different colors. Um, of course, I have plenty of evidence. I mean, I got lots of white cars down the street on my place. I like white personally. So, and and that's why I put out a tweet. I, I kind of told everybody, you know, uh, white is the new silver. It's just falling out of fashion, I guess. Yeah. I mean, midnight silver metallic is the uh, one percent of the show. It's three fourths of the people on the show like yep. midnight silver metallic. Uh, Trev is the one weird guy who likes white. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Whatever. He's he's an outlier. We don't really care. Uh, it's a great car. It's a beautiful car, but seriously, get the hell out of here. Um, but I, will I didn't say this, have a though. choice. My wife vetoed uh, all the other colors. Well, so. you know, I understand you live in Canada. Blend now in we got the truth. We there you go. We blend in. Polar and, bears and you like can't the get titanium me. silver because you have a cat that's actually not too far from the color. That being said, <laughs> maybe uh, it's interesting when you hear Elon talk about the most popular colors, specifically when it comes to the U.S., are either black or white. And Trevor and I have had these conversations off air a number of times. So many of the cars, you just drive around town, look at the cars that are on the roads around you. And so many of them are either some shade of white or some shade of black. Or something in so, between. Right, or something in between. So it's not surprising <laughs> Uh, that they're going to go through these changes from time to time. I, it's just, it's one of those interesting things that people will hear a color go, wait a minute, no. But it's it's really about just, again, costs, it's it's overhead, it's a number of different things. But, um, you know, I, I'm with you on that. My 1999, 2000 era Toyota Camry was silver, essentially the same color. And uh, that was oh, such a mistake. Um, but but anyway no but it's it's good to see they're at least thinking of options and i and i'm kind of hoping to see what colors come down the pipeline um but there are a lot of people that also wrap their cars i mean it's it's really you know changes is very easy to make um you know with all these different various painting options we've seen some great photos on social media with people put some really interesting color wraps on their car Mm-hmm. Um, what one great Model Three that I saw, and I'm sure many of you might have seen it too, if you follow most of us on social media, is there was um there was a chart that came out recently that showed the temperature uh, measurements around the globe over yeah. uh, over the millennium. I know which and somebody about. and somebody took that color map and literally had their car decked out from top to bottom uh, with that um, with a wrap, basically having that exact mapping. When I mean the car looks great with the wrapping, but then you realize. Oh, it's about climate change. Like it's just an incredible thing to see. But um, yeah, owner owners are trying to find that colors. picture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and oh, here it speaking is, here of wraps, uh, like Tesla, Kim, that stealth wrap on the silver. You know what? I've seen more incredible. of that. And uh, you know what? Yeah. I'm I'm not one for wraps, um, but I have seen a few of those recently. And uh, wow, <laughs> that ever looked That's... cool. Yeah. That is nice. Yeah. yeah, I've got a picture of this, but it's such low quality. I'm not even going to bother. It's too bad. That was a good picture, though. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I'll, you know mm-hmm. what? I'll, I'll find it and I'll put it in post. Right there, so you go. For those of you watching the YouTube channel and stuff, you'll see the picture right now. I'll put it up for you so that you can see what, exactly what we're talking about. I can't do it live, but because uh, I wasn't prepared for that. If you guys throw me curveballs, it's not going to work. <laughs> Bleep it. We'll do it live. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, um, yeah, so we talked about the immediate delivery situation. Uh, it, we'll just uh, uh, expound on that just a little bit. So basically, ba- um, Tesla set out an email. Uh, we have a limited number of Model 3 rear-wheel drive vehicles. So, uh, again, it's not uh, performance cars. It's not all-wheel drive. just the you know first production rear-wheel drive um, vehicles on display that are available for immediate delivery. Now, it's not nationwide. It's just select markets. Um, as a first-day reservation holder, you're invited to take advantage of this opportunity on a first-come, first-served basis. Uh, we will be extending this invitation to additional Model 3 reservation holders on Monday, September 10th. So those of you who didn't take up on that, if they still had inventory left, you probably got an email, and that's what that's all about. And I know this happened because I got one of those, but I didn't take them up on the offer. So Because we're not ready yet. We are waiting for the base Model 3, the fabled $35,000 car, because... Um, I think I've said this many times before, for the amount that my wife drives, it does not make sense for us to be buying a $65,000 car just to sit in the garage. So that's why, for those of you who are asking, why Trevor, why are you not getting a Model 3? Well, it's going to go to my wife because I got a Model X. Anyways, make a long story short, that's where things are going. Not to not to add an article at the last second that you're not prepared for, but Tesla oh, Roddy did, <laughs> did drop yesterday that the standard range is eight months away. Saw that on Tesla Roddy. 
Hmm. Wow. Based, based on analysts who were right. kind of in the know. And, of course, you know, again, I, I sort of take that with a grain of salt. Uh, assuming that is the case, we're looking at spring of 2019. Uh, which obviously affects taxpayers here in the U.S. and that sort of thing. But it also does not necessarily mean that that's also deliveries in Canada either. So who right. knows at that point what they mean? But yeah, those those analysts are like, well, we think it's eight months out. I, I, I again, I, I saw the same article you did, Michael, and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't it's really a little know. fuzzy. Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't call it fact. I'll, right. I'll jump in on that one because uh, Matt Obedia, one of the uh, one of the faithful listeners of this show, um, hey, Matt. that I communicate with on Twitter all the time, um, has got a reservation in for a standard range three, and his Arindo was not long ago showing five to eight months out, and then it got swapped down to four to seven which was encouraging so his time frame got shortened slightly um, well right. and, and i can i can tell you that if you went to the website now and you went to the configurator you would see a same reflection but here's the catch does that mean it is the it's the short standard range battery but with the premium interior like if you're really looking uh, for the thirty-five thousand dollar car mm, whereas right. the bare bones skeleton interior that might be the car that could be eight months away from production. Yeah, but yeah, point. if you're looking at the four month window, it's because pro- again, that's what the that's what they have en masse now with all the different product lines is you're probably going to get the smaller battery, but with the same interior that's been shipped in all the cars today. So that, that might be what um, people like Matt are looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I suspect that's the case. But again, I, I am not a soothsayer by any means, but I would think that the eight months, maybe longer window would be for the true $35,000 vehicle in the U.S. Yeah, it's possible. Well, the sooner the better, but we're not in a rush, so take your time. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it doesn't pay to be first in line. It doesn't really mean anything at the end of the day. No, I can judge for that. <laughs> for know, those of you in Australia, we're sorry you're still waiting. <laughs> well, moving along, another news. Uh, for those of you who are in Europe, well, I got some good news for you. Uh, Model 3 is coming to the Paris Auto Show. Uh, the Model 3 will be on display at the Porte de Versailles from October 4th to 14th. And Tesla has set the features of Model 3 at the event together with Model S and Model X, as well as the Powerwall home battery system. Tesla's official page at the 2018 Paris Motor Show's website notes that the uh, event would mark the vehicle's second official appearance in Europe uh, before, be- uh, before deliveries begin in the region. Now, this is uh, courtesy of uh, uh, Tesla Riley. I'll put a link in the uh, video in the show description. If you want, I can read you Tesla's uh, little bit in, in French, although probably doesn't matter to many people, but uh, here goes. La mission de Tesla est d'accélérer la transition mondiale vers une énergie durable en offrant une gamme complète de véhicules électriques. Anyways, I'm not going to show off. I just wanted to show you that it's, it is there. And I'll put a link to it, and you can read it. Um, but yeah, I'm very, very, very encouraging to see that they're starting to take this thing um, outside of their normal walls. You know, because Tesla, you know, when they introduce cars, they always do it at their own event, um, either in Fremont. Typically, it's always in Hawthorne when they show a new product. And it's it's actually rather rare for them to go to car shows. I mean, they did the Detroit Auto Show in 2015, and since then, they've been pretty quiet. So it's encouraging that they're starting to grow a little bit and really want to take this car more to the masses. So very encouraging. So again, if you're in Europe and you're in Paris and you want to check out, which is, uh, you know, other than Geneva Auto Show, uh, the Paris Auto Show is one of the biggest in the world. So I'm very, very happy and encouraged to see Tesla here, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, and of course, they just showed the um, the Roadster, too, at the... Um, where was that? You guys remember where that was? And I didn't t- I didn't put down a show note here where it was. But anyways, they took the white Roadster, the one that was at the um, was it at the shareholder meeting that was at there yes. recently. Yeah. So we don't know if it's a rolling mule because it doesn't have a finished interior and stuff. But that white, every time I see it, I'm like, oh man, I gotta get me the white. Anyways, looks really cool. So it, like I said, it's it's encouraging that they're starting to spread their wings a little bit and actually attending some of the big wig shows and stuff. I think you know just probably indicates a little bit that they're starting to grow up a little bit, get going. Okay, um, another little bit here. Uh, something's changed, of course, with the Tesla referral program. So, yes. um, so free and limited charging um, is ending on uh, September 16th. So you still have a little bit of time until Sunday uh, to place a, um, an order for a performance Model 3. That's the only car that applies for Model 3, uh, Model S or Model X, if you want the free lifetime unlimited supercharging. until After that... Tesla's changing the referral program as far as supercharging is concerned. I'm going to read you some of the salient points here. I'll put a link in the um, in the show description uh, if you guys want to see this. But basically, 
The referral program is going to change uh, starting on August 1st. Participating owners will be eligible to receive referral awards. One to two qualifying referrals is either a signature uh, black wall connector. That's the Elon Musk signature one. Um, that's the one I have on my house now. Um, or a Tesla Model S for kids. That's the little electric car made by Radio Flyer. So the first two referrals, you can pick either one or both or whatever the case may be. But that's what you get as a referral. Uh, for three qualifying referrals, you get an early access token to the solar roof. So be one of the first people with a solar roof or early access token for priority scheduling for roof installation, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, the solar roof thing, I think is the tiles, I think is what they're talking about. Still not happening yet. They're behind on that, that whole process. So don't know if I would ever use that, but it's there. Um, four qualifying referrals uh, gives owners to choose the options between 21-inch arachnid wheels if you have a Model S or 22-inch turbine wheels if you have a Model X, or one week with a Model S or a Model X. So you get to experience the car for a whole week unfettered. Five qualifying referrals gives you uh, an invite to the Tesla unveiling invitation. Michael, you got one today, didn't you? You got your fifth today? I will today? see you in California at the Model Y. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> if it's actually the Model Y, but that's, uh, that's what we're looking forward to. Or pickup truck or whatever it is. I'm yeah, there. something like that. I think it's going to be Model Y. Anyways, uh, so for five quality refer uh, referrals, you get the Tesla unveiling invitation or a Founders Series Powerwall 2. Your choice. I think it's and. Oh, and? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't say others. So you get both. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the previous referral program where I got some of this stuff, is it was actually flipped. So... Five was just the unveiling, and four was the power wall, and three referrals was the wheels. So they've rejiggered it a little bit. But here's the other thing. Um, what they're doing now for supercharging is that they, um, after September 16th, so, you know, the referral program is going to change on August 1st. But um, as, of, as of September 16th, the free and limited supercharging is going away. And full, uh, what they're going to do is they're going to give uh, owners a $100 U.S. or $150 Canadian supercharging credit on your account. So I don't know how much that translates to into actual usage. might be a few hundred miles. Um, they still haven't talked about the situation, how that affects or, or if it affects the 400 kilowatt hour yearly allotment that you get for people who didn't buy a referral code? Didn't so you still that? have it. So oh, you, you still have it. Okay. Right. So if you if you order a vehicle without a referral code, you're still given 400 kilowatts, which is about a thousand miles on yep. the vehicle, um, which and here's the intriguing thing about the hundred dollars. So depending upon where you live in North America, your costs are going to vary per kilowatt in your state. You know, here where Michael and I live in Florida, it's 22 cents per kilowatt. So the average person who owns a Tesla will spend between 50 to $100 per year on uh, supercharging costs. So the $100 is towards that high end, which is really nice, but that's almost about the 400 kilowatts you would actually use. So it's it's nice that they're doing it. I know it, it's, uh, and, and by the way, for those of you that do get the $100 uh, credit, that is for as long as you have the car. Oh, nice. So it's it's until it expires. It's like a gift card. Until the credits are out, you actually have the 100 So if you don't even use a supercharger the first year you have the car, you still actually have the $100 uh, come your second year. Oh, nice. Car. So it doesn't expire. It just kind of rolls into your account. Just right. Kind of so permanently it's once, there. Correct. Once, once it goes to zero, then you start charging uh, for supercharging. One other thing I just want to correct on, on the five qualifying referrals, because they say here in the part about the Powerwall 2, um, wait for Powerwall to become available for installation in an area or take a $7,800. I'm reading the Canadian site, by the way, so these prices are in Canadian dollars here. Um, or take a $7,800 credit to use towards vehicle accessory service or a new car. Credits are valid from 12 months to the referral delivery date. I want to take just a couple of seconds here and just clarify something when it comes to the $7,800 credit because I ran into this situation. Now, the laws are different in the U.S. as opposed to Canada. This is what I was told at the end of the day because when I got the referral for the Powerwall 2, I thought, well, am I going to use it? Can I sell it? Whatever. It turns out you can't sell it. Um, so I decided to take the $7,800 credit. Now, when I contacted Tesla Corporate directly, they said, um, yes, no problem. You can use that to buy an extended warranty, which is what I wanted to buy uh, for the Model X to cover me for an additional four years, right? Because it's four years and 80,000 kilometers. I just wanted the additional. And so corporate said, yes, not a problem. And uh, they said, go to your service center, which of course for me in Toronto is, is, is local to me. And uh, when I talked to them, they said, no. 
And I said, well, what do you mean? And they said, well, no, you can't use it. You can only use it for service or parts. You can't use it to buy warranty. So to make a long story short, I called corporate again, and then they said no. And I said, well, what do you mean no? Well, anyways, to make a long story short, they said, oh, uh, you're in Canada. The laws are different. Yes, you can. <laughs> so, and I discovered this on my own because while um, I, I had hung up with the, with the representative in, in California or Las Vegas, I forget what it was, the way they called me, um, I was in the process of trying to get a clarification from Tesla and writing an email to them. So I went onto my Tesla account and um, the only way for you to look at how much credit you have in the account, because when I told them I was going to take the credit, they said, yeah, we'll apply it to your account. I can see it in there. I can't. But it wasn't until I actually did the checkout process of actually buying the warranty that I could actually get the pricing. And I could actually see that it says, you know, $700 credit minus the warranty equals this. And I was like, oh, I can buy it. So I pressed buy right away. And of course, I got a call from corporate and says, by the way, you're in Canada. The laws are different. You can't. I said, yeah, I just did it. <laughs> So I'm covered. Just want to let everybody know that if you ever have discussions with Tesla corporate and when it comes to warranty or these credits or anything referral, make sure you identify yourself as being, you know, European or Canada or, or U.S., whatever, because sometimes the laws can be a little bit different. So um, I don't want anybody to suffer some of the confusion that I went through. So just an FYI, a little PSA for everybody. That's I would add, me. I think there's confusion on number four as well, the wheels. So I'm a Model 3 owner. And the two prizes are from Model S wheels or Model X wheels. If you look at the fine print, it says you get the wheels that match the car you have. You can't just say, I'll take the X wheels if you have an S. Yeah, no, that's that's entirely true. And I know this. So I don't know what happens to yeah, me. Well, it's because the bolt patterns are different between the S and the X. Right. So, and, and no, originally. The, S and the, X the same, Trev. It's the, uh, the three that's different. But the sizing, the sizing for the S's and the X is different. You've got staggered 20s or staggered 22s on the mm -hmm. X, and you've got 19s or 21s on the on the S. Turn, turns out, are. yeah, okay. So it turns out, I always like the turbines. I like the look of the arachnids. I asked around, and they said, no, you can you can only get the 22-inch turbines because the Model X is a staggered setup. So whatever. Mm -hmm. That's the not, not only that, but you need a much higher load rating on the Model mm -hmm. X. Uh, yeah, you can't you can't fool around with these tires. <laughs> nope. You and uh, I don't know how much longer these Pirellis are going to last, even though I don't drive like a man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're not uh, they're not designed for longevity, that's for sure. Anyhow, so that's that's what's going on with the referral program. And um, hey, I'm going to put a little plug out there. I'm the author of this show, so if you want, use my referral code. It's Trevor four one eight one eight. I really appreciate that. Um, all it does is helps you as the owner or the buyer, whatever of, of the car, getting into the referral program getting you, um, you know, some benefits that ways. And all it does for this lonely guy here is maybe a slight chance of maybe getting a chance at the Roadster. So we'll see. It helps all of us because you're going to do a road show. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the plan, right? Um, and I'm not the first time person to suggest this, but if we do end up getting the Roadster, uh, the least I could do is actually take it around on a tour and show everybody and get everybody a chance to check out this car because... Mm -hmm. Yes, you yes, know, it's the very least you should do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we're talking about a car here that's not going to be made at 400,000, 500,000 cars a year. This is, I mean, it's an expensive car, right? It's a little more bespoke and so on and so forth. So not a lot of people will be able to get a chance to see this car. So I thought... Mm. It's the least I could do. And besides, supercharging's free. It's included. And yeah, it'll be fun. It gives my wife and I a chance to do a little bit of a road trip. And, and as we discovered today, the Roadster will not have handles. Yeah. So I had someone contact me just on the sly, on the side, or whatever you want to call it. And they told me that the Roadster is their fourth attempt at doing something different with door handles. Now, we've talked about this on the show before. Tesla's always done something different with door handles on the car. You know, the Model S has got the self-presenting door handles. Model X has the buttons, although it's more complicated because now they have to actuate the doors. Model 3 has, you know, the, you know, the hockey stick, as I call it. Um, so as it turns out, the Roadster um, doesn't have door handles at all. Uh, apparently, it's going to be some kind of gesture, so a little proximity gesture or something like that. Of course, you'll be able to do it from the phone app, of course. But apparently it's some kind of uh, proximity gesture. You wave your hand over the, an area on the door, whatever, and it will unlock. So again, Tesla innovating, trying something a little different uh, for better or for worse. So anywho, um, I think that's pretty Is there anything else you guys want to add into the show before we do the last little bit here before we sign off for the evening? Did we cover the, um, uh, if, unless I didn't hear it, did we not cover the, uh, the increased price for the uh, all-wheel drive? 
Oh, good point. Yeah, no, good point. Yeah, I kind of skipped past that. It was another line item. So, yes, let's talk about that. So, yes, uh, unfortunately, there's been a, yet another price increase on the Model 3. So if you're looking at all-wheel drive to order today, uh, add another 1000 bucks to that price. It went from, what was it, 5 to 4 and then back to 5, or is it 55 now? Anyways, bottom line, another 1000 bucks, folks. Cough up. You know, ever-increasing prices, just like Apple products. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you, having just come fresh off the, the rear-wheel drive 3, if, if if this legitimately chops another half a second off the 0 to 60, that's a pretty solid performance um, increase for the money, not to mention the extra traction you're getting with the, the motor up front. So at that price point, even with the extra fee on it, it's, it's still a pretty good bargain what you're getting in terms of increased traction and performance capability. Thank you for reminding me. I've got the slowest Model 3 in my household now. <laughs> <laughs> True. True uh, I, I will say this is kind of a neat statistic to think about, but the progress on the car, I've got a sub 6,000 VIN from February delivery. My wife's over 101,000. Yeah. Look at the just, difference. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just five months later. Just I mean, five it's months amazing. Later. Isn't that, it's amazing. Right. And they said Tesla couldn't do it. They can't ramp. They can't deliver on time. Well, they're a little late, but they do deliver. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, they do. Yeah. Um, Ian, your VIN's over a hundred thousand now, isn't it? Yeah, my new VIN with the performance upgrade got bumped just by 900, which was pretty incredible. They managed to turn around quickly, so I'm 107. And wow, we don't need the exact number, but it's yeah, it's but over 100. Yeah. 107 XFF. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. I mean, he went he went from driving in California a sub 1,000 VIN to yeah. going. How many numbers is this one? All right, thanks so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what you need to do, Ian, when you get when you get your car. Did you take a picture of the VIN the, of the car that you were in, or not? I did not, and that's stupid because I spend my life data logging cars. The uh, one thing it didn't occur to me to do is to take a, a picture of the placard. I just got to go back. Have to go back. Yes, yeah, right. because that make that's an awesome it. tweet, right? Before and after. Yeah, <laughs> that make an awesome tweet. Yeah, very true. Speaking of which, uh, we're going to sign off here very soon. I just want to put out a little something. Um, I've been working on a series of tutorial videos for the Model Three for the last mm, month and a bit. And uh, I have 15 videos ready to go, and they are going to drop tomorrow, Friday, at uh, 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, and uh, you'll be able to see these 15 videos that I've been producing over the last little bit. I hope you really like them. I think they feel a need that's a little bit lacking. I mean, the Tesla videos are all great and so on and so forth, but when I saw them, I saw it. These need to be filled out a little bit more. So I've done my own series of videos on these. I'm very happy. It's um, So far, I'm going to call it my magnum opus, <laughs> although, you know, <laughs> things can always change. Um, encourage you to uh, make sure you check out the videos. Again, they're not really geared for current owners. There might be some stuff that you might have missed that you might learn. It's more for the new owners who don't have a lot of time at the delivery experience or a delivery specialist don't have a lot of time to, to go off uh, for that stuff. Um, for people who haven't seen a Model 3 before, who want to learn more about the stuff, maybe for some of the European market, although some of the stuff I cover on, on there, you know, things like charging and so on and so forth, that's more for the North American market. So, you know, don't, don't complain, don't get mad. It's just the way it is. Um, if you see anything that you want to know that you might that I might have missed, I tried to cover all of the bases that I thought were fairly obvious. But you know, obviously on social media, I get a lot of questions about Model Three. That's like, I feel like I'm repeating myself all the time. Um, so I thought I would do a series of videos that really go into depth and talk about the features that you need to do. These videos are fairly fast paced, so they're all less than two minutes long. Um, they cover all the salient points on there. Again, it's YouTube. If you miss something, just pause it. Come back, rewind, whatever the case may be. They're very short. They're very clear. They're very to the point. So once again, if there's something that, that I might have missed or you would like to see more into depth, let me know. Um, you know you know where to get at me. You can tweet at me. You can check me out on the forum or whatever the case may be. Um, and I have enough footage uh, to cover just about every angle of the car if there's something that, that you're desperate. So I highly encourage you. I mean, I, I didn't turn on commenting on the videos because uh, I wanted to be educational and not conversational. That's not the point. Um, so again, like I said, if you see something that you, that, that, if there's something that you would like to see, just, just reach out and, uh, I'll see what I can do. Anyhow, uh, for that, I'll just leave it like that. So guys, we'll just sign off for tonight. Ian, where can people find you on the internet? 
Well, you can find me on Twitter at Ian Pavelko. Um, the nickname is Matt Hungarian. On Model 3 Owners Club Forum, you'll find me uh, with the handle Mad Hungarian again. And uh, if anyone is interested in my new line of Evolveware, we have, voila, here's here's a sample mug. Weapon of mass adoption. I love it. That's, that's the one. Uh, it's not really focusing on that, but you get the idea. That's okay. But yeah, the, the WMA series. There you go. So this is available as a shirt and a mug uh, at uh, teespring.com. Just look up uh, Matt Hungarian or Evolveware, and you will find your way to my site. And uh, that's about it. We will wear those shirts when we do your video. Yes, yes. Assuming they get here eventually. The uh, U.S. <laughs> yeah. Postal Service lost them, so now i got to have them rerouted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard all about that. Michael, where can people find you on the Internet? Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Tussatunity on the Model 3 Owners Club, SOFA Model 3. And I just want to say, Trev gave us a sneak peek at the videos. They are truly fantastic. Well, thank um, you. They are yes. professional quality. Check them out when they drop. Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And last but not least... Mr. Uh, Mr. Eric, where are you? Where are you? I'm right here. Find- Hi, there you right, are. There, there you are. So where so, can people uh, find you on the internet? So before I get to that, I want to say that right now as we're taping this, Hurricane Florence is uh, battering the mid-Atlantic states, uh, specifically North Carolina. Uh, so from all of us to you guys, if you're followers of our of our channels, if you're if you're into our programming, uh, we hope all of you remain safe, that your loved ones remain safe, and that uh, you guys can weather the storm uh, safe and sound. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at the handle ECFIX, that's E-C-F-I-X on Twitter. And to our Patreon supporters and to all of our sponsors, thank you so much for making the show. We enjoy making it. We hope you enjoy listening to it. So thanks. As usual, thank you very much, for guys, for joining us in as usual. Um, you can find me on the internet. My uh, Twitter handle is at Model3Owners, and uh, please check out the forum. It's absolutely the best place on the internet to talk about the Model 3, and you can find that at Model3OwnersClub.com. If you like the show, and again, as Eric mentioned, we have uh, a Patreon campaign going on. If you'd like to support, it doesn't take much, maybe a dollar a month or whatever, you can check that out. That's at Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash model three owners club and with that uh we'll let you go and we'll talk to you and uh, we'll see you and thanks for listening and watching wherever you happen to be we'll catch you on the next one good night goodbye everybody good night